0: Hello, and thanks for listening to Grace 91.1 FM and The Gate with Pastor Eric Clute. The Gate is a program that focuses on the events, the happenings, the people and the places in our local communities.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of The Gate. I'm Pastor Eric, and today I'm joined by Mayor Craig McFarlane. Uh, Thank you, Mayor, for joining me once again. Thank you, Pastor.
0: Appreciate the opportunity.
1: Yeah, it's always a blessing for you to join us and... um, uh, and, and with that, I want to jump right into the discussion of COVID. Um, as of October 26, John Hopkins University Center for Systems Science and Engineering says that Arizona as a state has a total case count of 240,000 of COVID-19 uh, cases and a uh, total deaths of 5,891. Uh, my question to you then is, is, how are the cases in Pinal County and how are the COVID cases in Casa Grande going?
0: Well as you know I look at these numbers every day and I track the state I also track the county and I also track our our zip code. Mm-hmm. So those are the three areas that I look at primarily and I would say that Arizona is as a whole is in a little bit worse shape than Pinal County and uh, certainly a bit worse than uh, 85122. So our zip code we're we're looking at about 50 infections in the last seven days. N- new announced identified um, people with COVID 19. The the county has 354, and the state's at about 7,573 new cases wow. in, in the last seven days. So that's I, not good. I, no, they're they're up. Um, in fact, really the metric that I look at is the number of infections per 100,000, and the state is at 110. And, and the benchmark where we're trying to reach is below 100. So they have actually gone back over the 100 mark for the oh. state. Okay. The county is at 81, almost 82. And uh, the city is at about 87. So we're ticking up, uh, not quite as fast as the state. So we just need to remember to continue to do what everybody's been doing, mask up. You know, be smart, as I like to say. Um, you know, smart is that acronym for you know, shield your cough, mask up, stay six feet apart, rinse, wash your hands for twenty seconds, and then tidy your space. So that's the acronym that I've been trying to get across to everybody is to make sure that that, that we stay smart. And I think if we continue to do those things, we'll we'll buck that curve. I think we can bring it back down. Uh, we need to if. We don't want things to close down again. And that's the last thing I think we want.
1: Yeah, and I I think that that's, uh, I think everybody would stand in agreement with that. No one wants anything shut down again. And, you know, talking about, you know, the smart plan, um, quite honestly, I've been impressed with the residents of Casa Grande and the great response to the COVID precautions uh, that the city has uh, put out. Um, And when we really took hold of those as a city, our numbers dropped pretty, pretty drastically. Yeah. And so I think that, that encouragement that you just gave there, uh, to continue to do what you are all doing is, you know, mask up, you know, stay at home when you're sick, you know, don't go, don't go to work, don't go to schools. Cause I know that schools are in session. So they're in a hybrid format. And so if, if people would just continuously, uh, follow these, uh, encouragement, uh, and these directions that the uh, city and that mayor has put out, you know, I really believe that we'll see those numbers drop. Um, so I have a question though, is like, we're approaching the nice weather, which is a great thing, right? And so, yeah. uh, with that nice weather comes winter residents. So what, what does that bring into this whole COVID season?
0: Well, I, I guess it kind of depends on where the winter residents are coming from. Um, Some states like Wisconsin have a pretty high uh, infection rate right now. Um, I know that some of our Canadian residents um, haven't been able to cross the border yet. I believe that's supposed to open up based on infections, you know, here in the next month or so. So, but I I think for the most part, I mean, I I think those folks that come down are, are, you know, live here in, in the wintertime and are part of our residents and I, and I hope they come back I mean I, I, they're an important part of our economy uh, they do they drive a lot of our business uh, especially in the wintertime mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of times that's when a lot of our businesses make their money I mean they they make it in the wintertime and suffer through the summer
1: <laughs> right right and and I think that uh, with that said is is there any, like, precautions? Like, if somebody is coming from, like, a higher infected state, do they have to self-quarantine here?
0: No, we don't have any, any requirements for that in the state of Arizona. They, there is a mask requirement in the city of Casa Grande. So, they, they, when you're out in public, you, you are supposed to be wearing a mask. That is, a, there, that is actually a proclamation uh, that, that was passed back in, I think, June, and still in effect. So, um, you know, if, if people are out in public, they are required to wear a mask.
1: Okay. Yeah, and that, and that would make sense. You know, again, just trying to drop the numbers and the, the infection rate down. Uh, again, it's not just for uh, to put something out there that's a hassle, but it's for the safety of others. And I think that that's the, the mindset that we need to continue to have is others.
0: Yeah, the challenge the challenge is now as we get into the holidays, people get together. Right. I mean, you've got Thanksgiving coming, you have Christmas coming, families get together, you know, you just need to really be cautious and communicate with each other. You know, if you feel sick, don't go. Just because you think you have an obligation to go, stay home. You'll be doing everyone else a favor. Um, Check temperatures. Uh, If you have little oxygenators, you can check your oxygen level. That also is an indicator. They, they do that when you go into the doctor's office a lot of times. They have, they have that little oxygenator test and, and you know, it needs to be around in the 90s somewhere. And then also your temperature.
1: Yeah. And I, I think that that's, uh, that's the key is, again, listening to your body and then knowing that if you are not feeling well, even if you have the runny nose, fever, chills, even if you don't have a fever, take that extra step of precaution and stay at home. Yeah, it,
0: it's just you're you're protecting other people. Yeah, and that's really what the mask is is for. The mask is to protect other people from you.
1: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and so, again, it's that mindset, which I love that is in Casa Grande, is the mindset of putting others before yourself. I mean, truly, as we want to be a, a good community, uh, that's the best way that a community can look out for each other, is put others before themselves. Yeah, it's, um,
0: it's, you're showing grace, grace towards other people.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you talk about the holidays, and I, and I don't like to like knock on other people, but the the California governor, you know, uh, issued this statement concerning California, talking about the ho- upcoming holidays, which he said that all gatherings must include no more than three households, and you know, must masks must stay on, eating and drinking, and then no singing, no shouting is strongly discouraged. I know that we're not in a, a high-populated area like California and uh, like especially like Southern California and stuff like that, but is, is that out-of-bounds thinking? I mean, as far as, like, for people in Casa Grande, I mean, three households. I know that there's a lot of f- families here that have a lot of generations, and people come over here and gather. I mean, how do you handle that?
0: You know, it's it's almost impossible, I think. I, yeah. You just have to have some common sense. And I think he he put that out more as a reminder to people. Yeah, I don't think that it's enforceable.
1: No, it can't
0: be. Yeah, so I think, you know, it just just need to remind people and if you can gather outside you know yeah. gather outside because this is our beautiful time of the year um you know get outside and enjoy that this weather you know it's not 110 out okay. and so uh this this is the time to be outside for us i mean yeah everybody else is getting snow i'm they're they've been shoveling some snow in colorado already this year so i uh I'm glad we're here.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally glad I'm here as, during this weather. And so I think that that's a good encouragement. You know, you can't really force it, but like the mayor said, you, you have to be wise. You know, if, if you're not feeling well, don't go, even if you feel like you have to go. Yeah, and, I, and,
0: you know, I know everybody's tired of this whole COVID thing. I mean, I'm exhausted from it, and and I know everybody else is too. And I think you just need to be, to keep a positive attitude you know, keep doing what you're doing. Um, don't shut yourself down. I mean, don't lock yourself away unless you have underlying conditions. Um, so, you know, some people have a much more uh, compromised immune system. You know, those who may have had cancer in the past and have beaten cancer, you know, I, I, I feel for, for that population. And my mother, who's almost 90 years old, you know, those are the susceptible more susceptible folks in our communities, and those are the people we're trying to protect, really. Uh, If you think about it, I mean, the young people, most, some of them have had issues, there's no question. I'm not saying that, that, that some of the young people haven't died from this disease, but for the most part, it affects the elderly and those with compromised immune systems. So that's really who we're trying to protect. And so if you can just remember that and and again, just some of the simple things that we've talked about, I, I think we're, I, I know we're going to make it through this. It's just, you know, what kind of bumps we're going to hit in between here and the end of, of, of this, which I'm not sure that anyone can predict exactly when we're going to be through.
1: Yeah, I, I would totally agree with you. So if, if numbers continue to rise, are there, a, is there a good chance, should I say, of shutdowns again? I don't
0: think so. I don't I don't think that the economy uh, can withstand a total shutdown. There may be some restrictions, there may be some minor changes that occur, but I'm pretty confident that you know we're we're not out of control right now. So the numbers are tweaking up. I will I will admit that they are moving up more than I would like to see them moving up, but they're not moving up at a fast rate.
1: Not like the summertime, right? No,
0: not like not like uh, in June, no, back June. in uh, around yeah, June the first of June. They just took off like a rocket, right? Um, and I think people are a little more cautious, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I don't, I don't see us shutting everything down.
1: Okay, I really well, don't. Well, that's that's good news. I mean, but then again, that all depends on how well we work together on on the on the guidelines and suggestions.
0: Yeah, you get like a Wisconsin or Florida or even parts of California. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, so continue to do what we've been doing. Uh, and I, I would totally agree with the mayor. You know, that's our best attack against us right now. Uh, and, and so how does that affect our schools? I mean, I know that you're not over the schools, but I'm sure you work with the, the school leaders. They just came back in person after fall break. And now some of the schools have already reported some cases. Like Right. And
0: there's a couple of them that have actually shut down again. Yeah. So. So, yeah, I, it's a tough situation. I don't. I do not envy our two superintendents and, and our principals at some of our charter schools. Um, the, it's it's a tough situation, and you know they're they're continu- you know back busing kids, uh, but they are on a modified schedule. At least the elementary school is, and I think the high school is too. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the high school's been back since September. So they've been back a little longer. They, I think, they started back up on the seventeenth of September. Okay. And so they haven't had a huge breakout or uh, outbreak in the high schools. Um,
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah, and then it was one outbreak. I think uh, at Choya. I'm not sure. Which elementary? I think that's the elementary school, and I think that's the one that was shut down. But they're working in cooperation with the county, right? So the county health department and the schools are working together. They're in close communication and they'll monitor the situation. And it's in that particular case, they had a pretty good breakout, and so they're quarantining everybody for about 14 days. So hopefully they'll come back and, you know, when they get back to school, it's this is difficult for parents yeah uh, for sure let alone for the for the young people
1: yeah and for our teachers you know and 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 think, teachers yes yeah, absolutely just just thinking of thinking of them and um and you know i know that my heart is you know of much gratitude towards everyone in the school system like you said i don't envy any of them you know because this is definitely a, a tough, very
0: tough situation
1: st- stressful and tough situation so is there any way uh, that people can get tested is there free testing
0: there is, we have, uh, in cooperation with Pinal County, uh, there are three days that we're doing testing at the Lincola Center, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. On Thursdays, it's from eight to one, and on Friday, it's from like 10 to three, and, and then Saturday, I think it's also 10 to three. So you can you can go online to the county's website and look up testing, and you'll you can get the hours from there. And there's actually a number that you can actually call, and make an appointment if you want. Uh-huh. I don't think they're having that many people come in, so they're taking people off the street, and it's free. If you have no insurance or you or your insurance doesn't cover a test, it it the, it is covered.
1: Well, that's really good. That's yeah. a that's a great uh, service that is being provided for us. It is.
0: It is. It's and it's uh, again. It's it's. Being paid for by, from the county health department, so that's wow. really uh, good on their part.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a huge blessing. So definitely take advantage of that if uh, if you uh, feel like you need to get tested. There's an opportunity for free testing, uh, so check out that website and and also
0: Eric, I might add that I know Sun Life will begin a program, also a free program for testing. So keep an eye out for that. You might want to check their website. I think they're going to be doing it Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Oh. So give us a, a few more days of, yeah, uh, and options. Yeah, almost a whole week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it's good.
1: Okay, so a- as we then transition out of COVID, um, because I'm sure everybody's tired of COVID, <laughs> but... It's, in, it's you important. and me both. It is important that we get the information because that's how we can attack this thing. Uh, the other topic that people are probably tired of is the upcoming elections, but let's talk about that because it, it's been labeled as one of the most important elections that our nation has seen, um, and there's been a huge, huge push uh, for people to get out and vote. As our mayor, can you share the importance of voting?
0: Absolutely. You know, I've been voting since I was 18. I my age group was the first 18 year olds to vote in a uh, in a presidential election so in, i'm going to give away my age now but in 1972 was when they changed the voting age to 18 from 21 to 18. so my class was the first 18 year olds that actually got to vote wow. and i've i voted in every election since and i think it's so important that people get out and vote I can't overemphasize the importance of it. Everybody says, "Well, I'm just one vote." Well, everybody's just one vote, but one times a hundred is a hundred votes, and so if you want, you know, and I, and I really get critical on people when they criticize government, and I ask them, "Well, did you vote in the last election?" And they tell me, "No." I said, "Well, then you have no say."
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you don't vote, you don't have say. That's right. Uh, or you shouldn't have say. <laughs> but. Uh,
0: Well, you didn't. You didn't give your opinion.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so how can you fix a problem if you don't voice it? So I would definitely agree, you know, in the importance of voting. And uh, in these final days, is there a a place where a person can find information about the candidates and and who are running and possibly learn about the proposed propositions? There is. And um,
0: probably the best place to go in Arizona is azcleanelections.gov. It's a great website. It has a voter education guide there that gives you uh, insight into every candidate. It has candidate statements. It also has, uh, there's an Arizona voter portal there that will actually tell you where you can go to vote. It'll tell you whether you're registered to vote. Um, at this point in time, it's too late to it's register. Late, yeah. But you know it, it will tell you if you're registered or not, and it also will tell you where your voter location is. There's also a voter dashboard in there that has information about propositions. There's only two on the ballot this year. So it's not like some years where we have like 10. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but it's but it's a great website, and I just go to the basic one, which is azcleanelections.gov.
1: Uh, and that's great information. And on those propositions, though, they are very important propositions, so I would definitely encourage you guys to read up on those. Uh, just don't go into it blind, you know, you want to know, you want to make an educated choice, you know, based on, you know, what you think is right and how our, same, our
0: same thing for the candidates as well.
1: Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's just, you, you want to make a wise decision. This is a big deal and it's a great privilege. That's uh, right. To, it to is a privilege able, to be able to vote. Uh, and so take, look at it as a privilege, not as a, I have to do this. It's a privilege. You should want to do this. Um, so, <laughs> during the election, I laughed because, you know, it's been a, an interesting election, uh, you know, with concerning the presidency. Uh, I've seen people in Casa Grande for both sides, you know, holding their little, not their little signs, but they're just out there supporting their candidate, right? A lot of passion out there. A lot of passion. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Because there's a lot of passionate people that believe that their candidate should win. Is there a concern that in Casagrande if 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 a a certain candidate doesn't win is there a concern of any kind of outlash or uprising I d- I don't think so
0: I mean I think Casagrande is we're we're a pretty grounded group right I think that there was some protesting that we had but it was peaceful we didn't have any uh, anybody get out of control and I And I know that on election day, we will have police will be out patrolling. Uh, They'll be checking on the polling places and make sure that people are safe. So that is a part of our plan. Um, And certainly, certainly, our police uh, have handled some of the protesting in the past very well. I think they've done an excellent job. Um, They've communicated with any protesters that have been out there. You know, kind of giving them the parameters where you you know stay on the sidewalk, that sort of thing. You know, don't don't stop traffic, uh, don't disrupt the community, and I I would say that we haven't had any issues.
1: Yeah, that's I would agree with you. You know, based on my observations, you know, of the protests and uh, even with the the people passionately supporting their candidates, it's been done in a good way. It, has. it and I, has, and I think that that's one of the freedoms that we have in this country, you know, and and so it's a good thing that we have that.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's freedom of speech, you know, freedom to assemble. I mean, that you can't do that in a lot of different countries, and so we're fortunate to live in the United States.
1: So again, it's a privilege, and so uh, you don't want to take advantage advantage of a privilege uh, because it could be taken away or something could happen, you know, and so. I mean, you can't take away their freedom, you know, of that stuff. But, you know, there's consequences if you go outside the rules, right?
0: That's true. That's you know? true.
1: And so, um, so, okay, so that's really good information uh, that you have on concerning the elections. Everyone, you know, make sure you get out and vote November 3rd. That's this coming Tuesday. Um, and so you might think that you have more time, but you really don't. It's like coming up quick. So make sure that you make it a part of your day. Uh, to get out there and vote if you have not already done the early ballots and stuff like that. So, transitioning from that, what are the positive things happening within the city?
0: (laughs) Well, all kinds of great stuff. I know COVID's kind of shut down some things, but I want to encourage everybody, if you haven't, to go to the city's website, casagrandeaz.gov. There's a lot of information on that website. Everything from covid uh, aid, you know, because we have money that we're trying to help people with. We, we, if you have uh, had expenses in terms of if you're a business or a church or any organization that may have spent money on plexiglass to keep people separated, cleaning supplies, personal protection equipment, you know, masks, shields, um, any anything that you did out of the norm because of COVID. Uh, we have monies that can help reimburse you. Oh wow, that's so, great! So, so please try and take advantage of that. It is open today. I mean, it's uh, it's available right now, and there's no financial forms you need to fill out. You just need to give us um, receipts, and we'll 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 try and help reimburse you.
1: Oh wow, that's great!
0: Um, there's also uh, on on our website. There's some pretty cool events. Ones called uh, Clue, and it's it's a um, it's a Halloween event that's like a whodunit. You remember the clue game? Yeah, yeah. So this clue game is that uh, my gavel's been stolen. And you have to go around the city to get different clues to figure out who stole my gavel and where it is. And so it's a really fun game. And I would encourage everybody to go online and, and look it up. It's it's called just clue. If you if you look at the Halloween programs, it's called Fall Fun all month long, kind of a deal. Yeah. Uh, there's also another one uh, called Nailed It. And it's basically, you know, dress up, take a picture of yourself. And all these are contests, so there's some prizes at the end um, for for those who complete it. There's Wicked Wednesdays where they do uh, Halloween-themed craft events every Wednesday. Uh, it, it's uh, put on by the library. There's uh, also, again, another virtual Halloween contest but you can see all the details online it's it's a it it really looks like a lot of fun there's some cooking contests some other stuff you know that they're going to give some prizes away and then we also have a, a blood drive coming up at the community center on the 13th of uh, November so mark that date and if you want to go online you can also go on to banner Cassegrain, They're they're their co-sponsor with us and so, um, obviously, during the holidays, blood drives are, all, are very important this time of year. So I'd encourage everybody to do that. And then exciting news, we're actually going to, this year, we're going to build the first one mile of our uh, trail system. And so the RFP or the request for uh, the program project for the project has gone out. And so that first mile would be between Treckle and Peart along the wash. Okay. So that'll be the first mile that'll be completed. So oh, we fi- finally got it started. Yeah. Uh, it's something that uh, we've been talking about for years. Yeah. And so finally, we're going to get it off the ground.
1: It's happening. Oh, yes. wow, that's
0: exciting. Yeah.
1: Any news on Lucid and how they're coming along?
0: Yeah, Lucid is uh, is going gangbusters. They are, they're just wrapping up the completion of their phase one. And phase one... Uh, is the two buildings, if you've gone by Lucid right now, uh, there's two very large buildings that are completed. They are, by the end of the year, probably 700 employees. Wow. So they're they're hiring rapidly, um, working with CAC on training uh, of those new employees. And uh, they uh, just announced to us this week that they are going to begin phase two. And phase two... Is three times the size of phase one three times the size three times the size, and at build out be two thousand employees
1: Wow, that's, that's great news for our city It's amazing. yeah that is they amazing. are
0: building cars right now uh, they are their goal is to get about a hundred of them done, and then those those cars actually are going to be used in crash tests
1: <laughs> so they're building them to building
0: drive. them to crash them yeah. yeah. Yeah, wow. a federal requirement for uh, sure. for new vehicles.
1: Well, that's really exciting. I mean, just think about that, everyone. Of uh, what's happening in our city, you know, that's that's a huge thing. It
0: is, and and the reciprocal activity that's come from that has been absolutely amazing. There's three new projects that are going to be announced that are in the in that industrial park. Uh, that that all I wouldn't say they're all related to Lucid, but because of Lucid, it's just. It's just thrown so much attention on Casa Grande that it's absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. We, if you'd have asked me back in March when this whole thing happened, uh, would I think that our housing starts would be where they're at today, we have 875 new building permits this year alone. That's 89% increase over last year. That is totally blows my mind. I mean, that, that, yeah. that we have that many new housing starts and it's it's just uh, the city in terms of our business is uh, some of our businesses are hurting there's no question about it, uh, especially some of the service industries, but our industry is right right now is on fire
1: yeah that's good news so uh, as we uh, conclude this uh interview, you know we can end on the The city is on fire. As far as the the good things, (laughs) the good things, the good things. That's right. That's right. And and I think even you know those hard conversations like COVID and even with the elections, we're actually in a really good place. You know, and I and I definitely uh, am so blessed to 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 hear that from you. And uh, you know, I know that our listeners are praying for you and your family and all those who are in leadership positions within our city. Uh, and I would continue to encourage everyone to to lift up uh, Mayor McFarlane and uh, and all of those in leadership in prayer. They have a they have a you have a big responsibility, and we're very grateful for you. Um, so thank you. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you, I, and I appreciate it. I appreciate all your listeners and and uh, all all of our um, Christian churches in town. I think have done a phenomenal job keeping their people uh, together. Uh, calm, showing some amazing grace. Yeah. And um, I, I can't thank them enough.
1: Yeah, the support in the city has been remarkable. So with that, that concludes another episode. Mayor McFarland. it's always a blessing again, like I said, to have you as a guest. Look forward to having you on again. Uh, thank you for your heart and your service for the city of Casa Grande. Um, to our listeners thank you for listening to another edition of The Gate The Gate is a show that focuses on the events happenings the people and the places within our local communities right here in Central Arizona thanks for listening